What is going on, chums? And welcome back to the A Game with Chums podcast. I'm your host this week, Raw, joined as always by the man in the beard there doing his praying hands for some reason. Is Paul? How are you? Um, namaste, Mr. Raws. Namaste. Um, I'm very well. Um, I'm looking forward as of this recording. Tomorrow we'll be going to the London Anime and Gaming Con, which we haven't gone for in like two years, of because of obvious reasons. But I'm looking forward to it. It's a it's a new venue. Uh, it's um, yeah. So I don't know what else to say. It's just like yeah, we'll be making a a little video on that because those videos seem tend to do really well. Um, we should just become a, a, a vlog channel and uh, <laughs> just film ourselves going around, actually, <laughs> going to we cons. Actually, we actually have to do stuff then if we become a vlog channel. No, we like just like stay in our houses. We just we literally just like travel Two around Europe a year. Travel around Europe, going to like, gaming conventions <laughs> and filming it. <laughs> That's what we do with the yeah. money with the money we don't have. Yeah, yeah. But yeah LAGC is tomorrow as of recording this. Both really looking forward to it. Mm. Looking forward to seeing what the, the layout is like in the new venue because it really needed to move from the uh, university that was in in Holloway, which was just too small. So I'm I'm excited to see what it's like. Yeah. If you if you happen to see us there, because obviously this is going to go up after the fact. If you happen to see us there, hi, hello, hi, future people we might have met. Hello, but yeah, we're mm. looking forward to that. But what have you been up to the last couple of weeks since we last recorded? Um, heading back to the office, back in uh, my my for my job, uh, only twice a week, so that's not too bad. But still, I rather just not going to <laughs> i've never been a big fan of heading into central london on when it's not like when it's uh work related because who who likes the grind of going up there and um you know what i mean like traveling up there on, tra- on public transport and just where i work is um full of like normally full of tourists and it, surprisingly it bloody busy not full of tourists just full of young a lot of young londoners and and office workers um because it uh just it seems like like with restrictions easing and all the um uh, all the government um guidelines on covid is sort of been really eased everyone just seems to uh is getting back into the swing of things which is quite alarming because like the, the numbers are still go still quite high of infections um yeah but so, if we stop testing then the numbers yeah. go down paul yeah, and like the government's just sort of like just like uh, bollocks to it. Let's just not forget about everything. You don't have to quarantine. Yeah, let's just pretend it doesn't exist yeah. anymore. Don't don't bother for testing yourself either because we're not going to get any of those lateral flow tests anymore. So just just, just we kind of like they just sort of giving up on it and just like hopefully hope for the best sort of thing. Um, but across Europe, the numbers are are, are going up, and um, yeah, I could see ourselves in London. Um, um, we could see ourselves not in a lot, maybe in another lockdown. I don't know. It just, all we need is another like more potent variant to come along like the Delta variant that happened a while. And I can see everything sort of uh, going to shit because there's, everything's just gone out the window. There's no people not wearing masks anymore. Everyone's just really like shoulder to shoulder. Um, the, th- the thing is that the, the virus hasn't gone, it hasn't gone anywhere. It's still out there. It's not just because the government says, Oh, it's okay. Now it's just not going to stop. So, uh, but I know a lot of people are, are fed up with it, and um, 
but it's still a problem out there. So um, it's kind of we're kind of like giving them mentality of just like oh, just if we don't talk about it, it doesn't it, exist. It doesn't exist. Just just we don't look at it. It's not there. Yeah. So yeah, been doing that, mate. Going back to the office. Of uh, gaming wise, I've been um, I've been streaming when I can on mostly on the weekends, uh, like Dragon Age Two, which I keep saying is highly underrated. Uh, I prefer it over Inquisition for sure, and um, yeah, I've been doing that, trying to get through Halo Infinite. I didn't realize like one some of the levels do, like in the later like levels do not drag, but they they're quite long and it's surprising how long. I was like, damn, like especially when you go down to the complex, like to the forerunner complexes, it's just uh, like, oh my god, this just keeps going. <laughs> I'm having fun, but I'm like, I need to finish this game, god damn it, <laughs> I need to finish it. I've been playing been two months now. Yeah, uh, I just because I keep playing because I can't like sit down and play like because of my time. Like I, my only free time I got now is on the weekend, and if I'm if now that everything's open up everyone wants to go out again so i'm just like okay i'll go out and then i come back i'm either too drunk or too tired to play the game so the only time i get to play it is when like on a stream um so yeah i did doing that and i've been watching uh attack on titan season four part four, two part two the final season part two um i've caught up with it on Crunchyroll, and i have to say it's very good um, the thing is, I know how it ends because when the manga um, ending came out, it was all over Twitter and YouTube. And unfortunately, I had it spoiled for myself. So I know how it ends. And a lot of people were disappointed with it. It's like the Mass Effect free ending. Not like, not, it's not like that with choices, but it's like, you know, people were disappointed with it and are pissed off. Um, I know how it ends. And I got to say, I'm perfectly fine with how it ends. But um, yeah, the. I have no problem with how it ends. I think it kind of ends in a, my, I think in a logical way. Um, but yeah, we've been watching it and it's fantastic. Um, and uh, I've been watching my dress up darling. Well, that's, that's pretty good. Uh, I kind of waiting for Demon Slayer to finish so I can sort of binge watch it. Well, it'll be finished tomorrow. So there you oh, is go. it? Is it? finishing tomorrow last episode is tomorrow and that has been amazing season two of demon snow it's a, it's a bit like i would would like to say like a bit normie in it it's like uh <laughs> watching attack on titan and demon slayer who um, cares if you're enjoying it you're it, enjoying it like like a lot i know some anime fans go oh it's so normie that's such a normie like thing you gotta watch niche underground stuff but um no i've just been watching that but um let me throw that question back to you my dear friend, um, what have oh, you been that's doing? Very kind of you to say. What have you been playing, and um, how you been keeping? You're looking very like sexy, so yeah. looking very pale because of the lighting in this room. Yeah, very vampiric, if I do say so myself. Yeah. Um, what have I been doing? I I was playing Life is Strange: True Colors, which I may have mentioned on the last podcast. You have mentioned that a few times. Um, yes. I finished that. It's very good. Really good game. Great fantastic cast characters the setting is really good i, I want to go back to that setting i hope they do something else in there i know there is dlc um, where you get to play as a different character so i'll pick that up at some point um but after playing that i was going to play chorus the um, space combat game that came out towards the end of last year um that is next up on my list i think but because of the whole microsoft acquisition acquisition acquisition, acquisition blizzard yeah uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> Activision. Microsoft acquiring Activision. <laughs> it's quite it's hard to say that, isn't it? <laughs> Activision acquisition. Acquisition. Yeah. Um, it kind of reminded me that like I don't really play Call of Duty. Um, the last one I completed until recently was Modern Warfare Two, which was like what two thousand and nine or something. Mm-hmm. I've, I've I've picked up a couple, like two or three of them, in the intervening years, and never finished them. And um, it kind of reminded me that one of those was Infinite Warfare, which I bought for like 20 quid a few months after it came out um, back in 2016. And I remember quite enjoying it. It was kind of Call of Duty, but kind of focused through the lens of Battlestar Galactica reboot. Um, It's like, that's the space one, if anyone's like, which one is that? It's the one where you go into space and have spaceships and space dogfights and stuff. And I remember thinking, yeah, it's Call of Duty, but it's it's quite fun. So I went back and replayed that and finished it this time, and it's a really fun game. Um, the story isn't amazing, and the, la- the story in the last couple of missions is all borderline insufferable, quite honestly. Mm. It, gets, it gets very very Call of Duty, jingoistic, hoorah nonsense, but yeah, it's, it's quite, it embraces the sci-fi setting, which I appreciate, and the space dogfighting stuff is really fun, and I think it's a shame that everybody apparently hated it and they're never going to do another one because I think it's a setting that's got a lot of promise. But um, I finished that. So I finished that the other night. So I'm kind of in the process of starting something new. So I'll probably start Chorus over the weekend and see how that is. Um, Anime. Sorry, over this over this weekend you can't do it this weekend can you that's true oh uh, yeah i might i might start it later on tonight and then obviously tomorrow we're going to be out all day making videos for this channel having sexy adventures <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah i might have a look at, quick look at it tonight um anime i haven't watched attack on titan yet because season four part one i thought was I don't want to say, I didn't think it was bad, but it just went in a very different direction from season three, which I think we we talked about it on the podcast before. Like season three, I think is one of the best seasons of anime I've ever seen. It's so good. And season four is like a hard swerve away from it in a lot of ways. So I wouldn't say I'm put off. I'm, I'm going to finish it, but it's just, I'll probably wait until it finishes running and then just binge it all. Basically, what you're planning on doing with Demon Slayer, but I have been watching Demon Slayer week week to week because that is just every episode it ends and you're like, oh no, what's next? I have to wait a week. Mm. Yeah, Demon Slayer has been excellent. Um, incredible animation as well. It's like I think this season is um, it's quite short because they did obviously they had the movie Mugen Slayer and then they did an arc based on the movie where they added a little bit extra into it but then made it into like a seven episode arc but then season two itself the entertainment district arc is going to be 11 episodes in total which is short but it feels like they've got like movie budget for the for this series like the animation is absurd it feels like it feels like just a anime movie budget over an 11 episode arc and it's just it's it's really good. I'm looking forward for you to watch it. Seeing as, as I say, mm. the last one comes out tomorrow, so I'm going to finish it tomorrow. I'm looking forward to seeing what you think about it. Mm. And I've also been watching World's Finest Assassin, which I am very mixed about. It started. It seemed to start off quite promising, and now it seems to be mostly about the main character assembling a harem of abused little girls, which is not really interesting. Yeah, it's a bit. I'm not quite sure I'm going to keep watching it, to be honest. 
Um, Crunchyroll Awards happened over the last couple of days as well. And there's some suspect stuff on there as usual. Like, um, everyone's been talking about that, this anime called Mishoku Tensei. Like, all the Anitubers have been on about it. And um, I added it to my watch list, but I never got around to it. And then I read about some of like what happens in the manga and immediately had to nope out of it because it just sounds like some fucking incel shit. Mm. And it's slightly worrying that that's winning anime awards and all the anime tubers are talking about it. But that's a whole different thing. But a lot of them were also talking about World's Finest Assassin and that's kind of a bit sketch in places. So I'll probably end up dropping that, I think. Not, not really enjoying it. But other than that, just looking forward to uh, LAGC, to be honest, because as, as you said, it's been two years since we were able to go, or is it even? Yeah, it's two years, isn't it? February 2020 was the last one we went to. They they did have one last um, last year for the summer, but that was just after the lock the that lockdown yeah. stopped. So I wasn't going to chance it. I was like, "There's no way in hell I'm going straight after the, mm-hmm. the lockdown." Um, yeah. That was just not like um, a good idea. Yeah, this will be the first one we've been to since February 2020. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Obviously, you're going to be very careful. Continue mm. to wear masks and try and stay as socially distant as possible. That's probably going to be difficult when you're looking at merch and stuff. So it's going to be a challenge, but I'm looking forward to going again because it's been a long time and we like our anime cons and stuff and it, we haven't been to one in ages. So yeah, yeah, just been looking forward to that really. Yeah. Cool. All right. So yep. the next section as is, uh. As is podcast <laughs> tradition. Is what... We're so regimented, aren't we? <laughs> We've got, we have to do a section by section. Uh, it must be in the correct order as well. <laughs> so... Some of our sections is longer than the fucking topic itself. <laughs> Part of my language. Well, yeah. we, the news, the gaming news is up next, and this isn't going to be a long one because I don't think a lot has happened in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, it's a few small things we could mention, like um, Obsidian announced 10 million players have played Grounded. Which is pretty cool. We've we've played that game a bit. We really enjoyed it when we did. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Like um, it's so uh, it's always fun to play games with your mates. Uh, you know, like Xbox push uh, the sort of like live service update sort of game stru- uh, model a lot. Um, obviously, with Sea of Thieves and Grounded, and I've probably got a missing probably another couple of games off there um but um yeah it, it's, it's good fun like i do love my single player story based games uh but i also enjoy playing with with, with friends so i i say i i do like there's, there's variation in the types of games you can play on you know especially on game pass a lot of people don't like that but it, I, that's just that's how it is i think it's like a, it is not it's, it's the way of the future um especially like well, more, they've, more, they've got to offer something for everyone yeah they've got they? yeah they've got to like especially like everything's connected online now your whole like you can have your whole life online and it makes sense to sort of like make games for that sort of um market and you can even a bit of co-op can even make a kind of busted janky game somewhat fun like we played the anacrusis if you haven't watched check that video yeah. out and have a look on our channel and that was it's not a great game <laughs> <but> it, was, <laughs> it was kind of fun running around like lunatics together but 
was gently so. Yeah, it really does. Uh, not... <laughs> Afterwards, I was like, wow, I'm so glad Can this is stop now. <laughs> I'm so glad they released this on uh, like uh, early access because it is not finished. <laughs> no. But yeah, uh, another milestone bit of news, I guess. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn is announced just before the sequel Forbidden West comes out. They've announced the original game has hit 20 million sales across PS4 and PC, which is pretty damn good for a new IP. Mm. And um, yeah, really good game. I, I played mm. it on PS4 when it came out, really enjoyed it. Mm. Um, I've rebought it on PC as well because it was like eight quid in a sale. So I'm going to replay that at some point. And then hopefully Forbidden West will come to PC before too long so I can play that. But yeah, mm. good for Guerrilla Games. Well deserved. It's a really good game. Mm. And, good. Um, Congratulations. Yeah, good. It's a good game. And um, I guess the bigger news, well, the main, the biggest news is going to be our main topic. So we'll leave that for now. But um, two days ago, I think, as of recording this, there was a new Nintendo Direct, the first one of 2022. And uh, got some new reveals in there, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Well, why don't you talk us through? Because I don't give a shit about Nintendo Direct. <laughs> I never watch any of that stuff. Like, it never yeah. interests me. I watch. I watch them all, and sometimes they're really disappointing, and sometimes they're good. And this was a good one. Um, well, depending on whether you're into the games, but they announced some remakes of some older RPGs. So there's a remaster of Chrono Cross, I think, coming. Mm. Never played Chrono Cross because it never came out over here. Um, a sequel to Chrono Trigger, and we never got it. So that's interesting. That's coming to everything as well, even Xbox, which is a surprise. Um, they also announced remakes of Live Alive and Front Mission, um, some SNES Squaresoft RPGs from back in the day, and um, Live Alive is being remade in the Octopath Traveler hd 2d engine or whatever it's called looks pretty cool um bigger reveals new mario strikers i don't care about mario strikers but a mario game where it looked like they didn't understand the rules of football at all quite frankly just cynical fouls all over the place and if you do a power-up shot it gives you two goals and just nonsense like that i know it's an arcade yeah. game but you watch it and you think have these people ever seen football i think the answer is no no, I never really give a shit about Mario games anyway, man. They were probably very samey. I but I did like Odyssey. Odyssey is good. I still haven't played that. I own it. But I haven't played it yet. Yeah. Odyssey is good. I, I had fun with that. They're, they're bringing back Wii Sports, Paul. Did you did you see that announcement? I did see that, yeah. Obviously, it's called Switch Sports now, but it's Wii Sports. Yeah, great. Okay. Because of shit about that. Some some new DLC for Mario Kart 8, which is I'm pretty sure it's the first DLC they've ever done for it. And the game came out in 2017, I guess, around the time of the Switch release. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um I, I I love don't get me wrong, I like Nintendo, but um sometimes like Nintendo get away with so much just because they're Nintendo. We don't seem to they don't seem to get criticized as much as say PlayStation or Xbox for some of their practices. Um, you know, were their games never effing going down in price? <laughs> never. Their first party games never go down. Just like, please, just have a sale. Just have like something. Not like, have it like a five-year-old game still like nearly sixty pounds. Please, for the love of Christ. I like. I want to get Mario Party because I want to do like a little live stream with a bunch of mates. And I'm just like looking. I go, man, like it's still 
like what still like you know like the latest okay it's the latest one it's like 60 odd quid i'm just like oh god and it's never going to go down i'm just like i'm just gonna i'm just gonna have to bite the bullet and buy it you know what <laughs> i mean i'm just <laughs> like every company <laughs> every console every platform has a sale apart from effing mario kart <laughs> I, I mean uh, nintendo and i'm just like oh god just just please for once just go down and when you do like it like for us youtubers and stuff like that we you make a video and it instantly gets it's fucking claimed <laughs> sometimes it gets blocked in countries they just made they don't outright just drop, um, uh, block it they block it from certain areas obviously like japan and stuff like that so i'm just like oh for god's sake they they copyright strike it they do everything to it it's like oh come on man just just like give, give like please like i know it's like the, the, um it's not just nintendo i like a lot of like Anitubers and, and um, film reviewers have problems when they use like clips from like uh, Japanese uh, um, companies. It's just a real pain in the ass. But come on, Japan, like sort it out, man. You were once the most technologically advanced and forward-thinking country in the world, and you seem now you're stuck in the bloody 1980s. Come <laughs> on, man, just get it, get a grip on it, man, please. You're, the bubble's gone, man. Your your time in the sun's gone. <laughs> Stop trying to cling on to those days. Just move forward, please. I, I wonder how much of that kind of stuff is down to like talent agencies and stuff because they they wield quite a lot of influence. Like there was a story last year about you know the Judgment Games, the Yakuza spin-off ones. Mm. Um, the guy who plays the main character, I can't remember his name. He's like he's a really well-known like Japanese actor. And it's like his likeness in the game and he voices his character and everything. And um, Sega wanted to put the series on PC to grow the franchise and the talent agency that he's signed to wouldn't allow it. Yeah, probably because like, you can mod it yeah, and they probably didn't is, want to do it. Yeah, That's basically don't. it. Yeah. So Sega have basically said, oh, if we can't put it on PC, we're killing the series. <laughs> so... Like Sega's good though, man. Sega like and they're they're pretty good. Like they like they think they've got that sort of Western sort of style of, of thinking, like like Square Enix and, and things like that. Um, it's just certain like companies like Nintendo, like still stuck in like some old way of thinking. Well, yeah, I mean, like it's it's the ones that actually have like a stake in in the West. Like Sega have a handful of large Western studios. Square Enix have a handful of large Western studios as well, so I'd imagine that's kind of a, a good part of the reason why those companies tend yeah. to be a bit better about this stuff. And Capcom, Capcom look good. Like we're selling ones that aren't like Nintendo. Nintendo mm. have a couple of Western studios, obviously, but they're very much under the Nintendo umbrella. Mm. Like you never hear from them unless it's through Nintendo, basically. Mm. And then uh, like Bandai Namco are pretty bad about this kind of stuff as well. Yeah, remember when? Um, Tales of Zestiria came out on PS4, and you couldn't use you couldn't use the share button. Mm. Um, if you if you tried to like just capture footage on the console using the console's own share footage, you get a little pop up saying you cannot capture this. Mm. And then if you tried to stream it, it'd like mute the audio and stuff like that. Just like really unfriendly to, to like anything sort of online. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, getting a little yeah. bit off of the uh, off of the uh, off of top off topic there. We, we can we can we could talk we can make a podcast episode are just about like some of the practices some like, I mean, like certain companies do you know what i mean but we're yeah some more stuff from the nintendo direct before we wrap up this section um 
a new trailer for Splatoon 3 for the Salmon Run Horde mode thing. I'm re- I really like Splatoon, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, a new Fire Emblem Warriors game based on Fire Emblem Three Houses. Um, and then the main one that I was excited about in Xenoblade Chronicles 3 was finally announced. I like the Xenoblade Chronicles games. I got, if you've, um, I did an unboxing for the Xenoblade Chronicles 1 remaster on our channel last year, was that? Or was that 2020? Who even knows what time is anymore in these pandemic times? But yeah, go check that out because I had, did an unboxing of the special edition and I also had the other special editions on hand to compare. Um, So yeah, I'm really excited about Xenoblade. Three that's coming out in September as well, quite soon. So. I've got um, I'm just looking at my Switch collection, and I I do have um, um, Xenoblade Chronicles the Definitive Edition, which I yeah still 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 I think that was a birthday present or Christmas present. I still haven't played it. I want it's it's a good game, but it's a long game, and it'll probably take you about three years to get through it. <laughs> the the rate I play, yeah. <laughs> mm. So yeah, that was that was the main news for me. Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Mm. I'm really looking forward to that. We'll see oh. more of that around E3 time, I should imagine. It'll be out in September. With that, I think. Can all... I one one more thing? Uh, it's not gaming related, but um, as um, there was a news video going around of a certain footballer um, who plays for West Ham kicking his cat and being abusive to his animal, and I'd just like to just to say, um, "Fuck you, Kirk Zuma." Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Piece of shit. Pretty understandable. Yeah. Did you see that logo someone made, like the Puma logo? No, I didn't see it. You know the Puma logo is like a man going to kick a ball? Yeah. And it was that, but with a... No, it was... So the Puma the logo? logo no, the, the Puma logo is the cat. The yeah, Puma, yeah. yeah and jumping. someone put a, put a picture of a man going to kick that, and underneath mm-hmm. it, instead of Puma, it said Zuma. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. not really a laughing situation, honestly. People kicking their cats deserve a good kicking themselves. I do like some of the fact that a UFC fighter, Jan Blahovic, called him out saying, "You piece of shit! If I see you, I'll kick you." You like, <laughs> like uh, abusing animals is not a good thing. And I was like, "I like you, uh, Jan. I'm going to follow you for that." Yeah, you <laughs> absolutely beat the shit out of Kirk Zuma, and. Um, and um damn um david moyes you um ugly bastard for keep picking him so yeah <laughs> spit on you uh, anyway anyway i think that's mm. gonna wrap up the news section and we'll move on to the main topic which is also kind of newsy because it's a big story that happened last week i think again who even knows what time is these days but obviously in the wake of microsoft announcing their acquisition of activism I can't even speak today. Activision, Activision Blizzard. Uh, uh, Activision Blizzard King hmm. for 68.7 billion US dollar dues. People were wondering, what, what are PlayStation going to do? They've, they've got to retaliate, right? Maybe they'll buy Square Enix or maybe they'll buy Capcom. This was, this was the chatter all over the place. Uh, Square Enix did buy someone for $3.6 billion. Not, not, Activision money, but still quite a lot of money. That's still quite a fair chunk of change. Chunk, chunk yeah. of change, $3.6 billion. And they mm. bought Bungie. I happen to be wearing a Bungie t-shirt today, just in pure coincidence. Um, the makers of the makers of um, the original Halo series and currently of Destiny. Um, my thoughts are, wow, that's a lot of money for a, a, a studio makes one game. Um yeah, the think the thought is behind it is the um they 
PlayStation want a sort of they want a sort of capitalize they want like a live service uh, um um a live um service service so they they've acquired um, destiny because obviously it has a large you know player it's online player base so they're looking for that maybe it's to beef up their uh if they do make uh a, a um sort of rival to game pass their equivalent maybe they they want that on there uh but that's a lot of money for a, a sing, not a publisher a studio what they they self-publish they used to be part of um who was their publisher at the point time? I know it was like they had their so, partnership. Was it with Activision? It was Activision. Yeah, yeah, they were. It was a lot of people seem to think Activision owned them during that time. They never. They were never owned by Activision, mm. but they were public. They were the publisher of um, Destiny. But mm. then I think both parties decided to walk away because Destiny development was taking up a lot of internal uh, manpower from Activision. They were having to put studios like high moon and uh, things like various visions as well were having to be put on destiny support um so they both kind of went their separate ways and bungie retained the ip but then didn't have those support studios to fall back on so kind of a win-win slash lose-lose for both <laughs> but yeah they were they were being published and distributed by activision before mm. up until like two years ago i think mm. yeah so um yeah it's a lot of money for a studio just makes one game and is it i've never played destiny you've played it you liked you liked it the destiny one i don't know if you used to you played destiny 2 i've played both i probably put about 100 hours into each game which sounds like a lot if you don't play destiny if you do play destiny it's literally nothing um like the people that love that game play it for thousands of hours um i liked it but it didn't really grabbed me in the way that like halo did like we've we obviously we've talked about halo a lot i'm a huge halo fan yeah um have been for 20 years at this point and i was obsessed with bungie during like the time they were working on halo um i'd read everything i could about them online i'd watch all the like viadocs and watch all the behind the scenes stuff scour the internet for little tidbits of information to figure out who the, these people were that made these games that I loved. I even thought of thought, no, I never really did anything about this, but I always thought, man, it'd be so cool to work there and work on Halo. And, um, when they announced destiny, I was extremely excited for it because everything that had been said before launch was, oh, it's going to be, be basically Halo plus RPGs mashed together. And I was like, I love Halo. I love RPGs. This sounds like it could be the best game ever. And that's kind of how I approached it pre-release. I was like, yeah, this is going to be the best game I've ever played. And it came out. I was like, oh, it's okay. So it being just okay when I was expecting that much of it ended up being a disappointment. Um, it just wasn't what I wanted it to be. It was kind of a mess. Destiny 1 the story was just a complete shit show, quite frankly. Apparently, um, Joseph Staten, who is at 343 now, one of the main writers on the Halo series, um, back when he was still with Bungie, his story was basically hacked up and sort of stapled back together in the wrong order because the, the higher-ups didn't like it, so it barely made any sense. And um, story and like the mysteries of the Halo universe was something that kept me invested in Halo for 
well, 20 years now. So when their new IP came out and the story was a mess, it would kind of, kind of sucked. Um, stuff like enemy AI is a massive regression from Halo. They mostly just sidestep and hide behind cover. Um, every you have to ADS your gun to actually hit any target, which is the complete antithesis of Halo, where your aiming is the same no matter what you're doing. You can always move and shoot the same accuracy and i like that and i don't like ads so that was a massive nail in the coffin uh so yeah after destiny came out i was like yeah it's a fun game but i kind of don't care anymore and then sort of like over the next couple of years i just stopped caring about bungie altogether to the point where when sony acquired what used to be my favorite studio in the industry i just didn't care <laughs> no emotional reaction to it at all i was just like, oh, okay cool yeah yeah it was a kind of like, uh, I was like, oh, that's unexpected. And then it turns out that it's not, it's, Bungie's not going to be exclusive to PlayStation. It's still going to be on every platform. So it kind of makes me think, why, why did they buy them? But again, I think it's because of the live service that it, it can give um, PlayStation, because I don't think they have many studios that do live service games. So it kind of makes sense that they want to like have that and maybe add it to their portfolio when they eventually make their own game pass, which I, I don't know if they're going to do. There's been talk about people saying they're going to do it, but I don't think so, especially with like Sony was saying that it's expensive to make games. That's why we're charging 70 quid. And a lot of people are like, Oh, okay. We'll, we'll give you 70 quid. And then like Xbox, me. <laughs> Xbox just came along and go, oh, all our first party games are going to be on that on uh, game pass. And they're not charging yeah. 70 quid this year. Like so yeah. yeah. still yeah. 60. It's expensive to make AAA like cinematic games, apparently. So, um, well, it, I mean, yeah, it yeah. is. And they, they take thousands of people to make like, mm. large studios plus all the outsourcing and everything. Mm -hmm. um, I think something like over a thousand people worked on The Last of Us 2 in total. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, those games are exclusive, exclusive, expensive. Um, but, you know, that's the model Sony's gone for. And um, as you said, Bungie are going to stay multi-platform, not just for Destiny 2, but for future games, they've said. Mm. So uh, they hold complete creative control. Mm. They're going to be self-publishing. Yeah. So literally all Sony is doing is giving them money and Bungie's making all their own decisions, which is kind of crazy when they've just paid $3.6 billion for the studio. Kinda that's like kind of nutty terms, honestly. It's kind of like when um, Xbox bought uh, Minecraft and kept it, everything out of it is um, kind of like that. But um, it is a strange, like, reaction. And this deal must have been going on for a while, man. It just doesn't happen overnight. There must have been talks been going like between them. But um, I think um, some insiders came out and said it's been in the talks since, like, October or something. So it's been a few months. I don't think, like, Bungie needed to be bought as well. Kind of, I can understand when like uh, Bethesda and Activision would, they had like their in some struggles. So um, obviously with the uh, Activision with their CEO and um, Bethesda with some lackluster releases, um, Xbox has just come and bought them, taken advantage. Basically. Yeah, take, it's, it's not it's not the price off of them as well, and they're willing to sell. So mm. that's what Xbox have done. Um, people are saying that Sony, should, like they say, should buy Capcom or, or um, Square Enix. I, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think they got the money to do that. They're rich. They're a rich company like uh, Sony. 
but um they're not uh, microsoft uh, rich if you know what i mean like microsoft are a trillion dollar company and uh the only ones that can rival them, like you say, we said this before, is probably like Google and Amazon. Big tech firms. Yeah, big like and Facebook, big things like that. With Sony, they've they they have a lot of fingers in a lot of pies, but a lot of it doesn't make them money, really. Like film industry and stuff, it doesn't really make them money. Um, I know like Spider-Man made has made a, quite a lot of money, but you know, when you break it down and everything still it's not really made them that much of i don't know how the deal is with with uh marvel if they have to split the co- um they split the profits with them don't know like maybe they do um but so like playstation's probably the one area where they makes them money but it still costs them a lot to make these games so they don't have to really the big money maybe i'm wrong maybe they 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 will buy like um a capcom or or, or a square enix I think that some figures I saw, I can't remember if I'm remembering this correct, but it's something like 40% of Sony's profit comes from PlayStation. It's a lot. So, yeah, they are quite a big money maker for them. Mm. Um, I do think they, they have the money on hand to buy someone like Square Enix or, or Capcom because they'd probably be sort of around the 10 billion mark, I think, and I think they could afford that and they could finance the deal in other ways like share um, swaps and stuff like that. So I think they could afford those, but the question is, would they? Because obviously it, when you buy a large company like that, it's not just the initial outlay. You're taking on a load of new uh, employees that you have to pay going forward as well. They, they don't need to be bought. That's the thing. They're not in any financial trouble. There's no like real, um, none of their games, they haven't had like a release where their games are done quite poorly. Like Bethesda done, you know, with like um, the Fallout 76 and stuff like that not done too well um and they're looking to be bought uh i don't think like capcom or square enix are they're in a quite a good state and i think sony like this deal they got with square enix where their money hat in some of their games to be exclusive on their console that works for them it, yeah that's the mm, thing they're doing yeah. that and it's that's obviously cheaper for them to do that than to take yeah. on a whole new company uh, and um they, and did they, can... Be- they did it to bethesda like they like that tokyo wires coming out Ghostwire Tokyo. Ghostwire yeah, Tokyo. Out. Is Next out. month, is it? Yeah. And um, although I know a few YouTubers have got their uh, influencers have got their hands on it and they're saying, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's good. Um, so, yeah. They, they, did, might- they did a presentation of it recently on YouTube. And I, thought, I thought it looked pretty cool. The setting looks amazing. But we're going to have to wait a year for it on Xbox because of Sony money hats. Yeah. But yeah, like, obviously, they've done in the past as well with, like, um, Capcom as well. So... I think that's what they'll continue to do with Capcom and Square Enix, just like money hat the odd games. It's Street Fighter that they they Street Fighter Five is permanent <laughs> exclusive, not even timed. <laughs> but, but and no one said anything. <laughs> no, I was like, what the fuck? What the hell? It's like, and apparently the game wasn't that good. That's when people started complaining when they said the game was broken, not for the fact that they bought it and kept it on their platform for exclusive and stopped other people from playing it. Oh, it's because the game wasn't it was quite broken. People like to bring up, oh, it wouldn't have happened without Sony, but because um, Ono, the producer of it, had basically said, had said it would have, it wouldn't have happened when it happened unless Sony put their money in, so it made it come out earlier, basically. But then it came out half baked. So a year later, they they brought out the Champion Edition, which was much better, and which is everyone said, oh, this is how it should have been at launch. 
So if Sony hadn't money hatted it, that would have been the version we got a year later and it would have been on everything. So yeah, good guy, Sony. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think that's that makes more sense for Sony to do to try and continue money hats and stuff like that. Um, they, 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 they want to make I think they want to make Final Fantasy like exclusive to PlayStation. It looks like it. Uh, at least want to make it. Um, what's the word I'm looking for here? They want to relate it to PlayStation so that when people think Final Fantasy, they think PlayStation. So that's why you've got like Final Fantasy VII was a one-year timed exclusive. Then when that year went up, they signed it for another six months. And then it's been two months since that was up and it still isn't out on Xbox. It's out, so, on, it's out on PC. Yeah, well, on Epic because they've signed a timed deal with Epic as well now. Oh, it's not so it's on only Epic. on it, Epic Game Store. Oh, God's sake. Yeah, that game's Steve. just a mess. Um, yeah. And then obviously like Final Fantasy sixteen is... I can't remember if it's that or Forspoken. One of them's a two-year timed exclusive, which is just bullshit. But yeah, that's... Yeah. I think it's Forspoken. I think yeah. it's, I've met people talking about that. Because I thought it was a pure exclusive, but it's actually timed. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. But they want to they, they draw these things out to the point where people think, oh, well, this probably never will come to Xbox now because it just keeps getting extended and they want to kind of tie the series to PlayStation without having to own it, which I yeah. think sucks. If you're going to do that, buy the, buy the damn studio and pay for the games yourself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't think it's in Sony's interest to, to, to buy publishers out right i think they're pretty happy with just picking and choosing what games they want to, to make to money hat and make exclusive yeah. so that's why that's i say what... that they could afford one or two small publishers like that but mm. it's a lot of risk it's a lot more risky for them than it is for xbox because it's a bigger chunk of their cash in reserve and mm. also it's you're then committing to paying for all those employees and buildings and everything going forward so it just, it just piles on the risk so i don't think they will yeah, and plus they'll make all those games like 70 or, or probably increase the price to 80 quid. It's like, oh, this, is, uh, this acquisition is not going to pay for itself, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we need to make this money. So um, Yeah, Bungie, 3.6 billion, almost, almost half of the cost of the Bethesda acquisition, which was eight studios and tons of IP, tons of big IP as well. Mm-hmm. You know, Elder Scrolls, um, Fallout, Doom... Wolfenstein, um, obviously smaller stuff like Arcane, which doesn't tend to do well, but is doesn't do commercially well, but does critically really well. And then like, that was seven point five billion for all of that, three point six billion just for Bungie. They're a large studio. I think they're something like eight hundred people at this point, but they're a large studio with one IP to their name. Mm. But I think the strategy is, as you say, like Sony don't really have any games as a service stuff at the moment and they want to get into that because they're seeing you look at all the biggest games what are the biggest games around stuff like fortnite and uh warzone and big games as a service games that are available everywhere so when they're looking at that and think well okay we can own bungie and they've got a big service game if we just leave it on everything to rake the money in mm-hmm. and at the same time they they said at the time of the acquisition that they they're looking to uh, released 10 games as a service titles between now and 2026 and they specifically called out the Bungie acquisition as like um, accelerating that because obviously Bungie 
it's it's not just the Destiny IP and the studio, but it's the fact that they know how to make those games as well. So they can talk to the other PlayStation studios and kind of collaborate with them as they try and expand on that sector. So I think that's what the play is. And I think next to that, they're like, fine, yeah, leave your stuff multi-platform, but help us grow our service ambitions. And then basically, if even two of those 10 games take off, they'll be raking in a lot of dosh. Yeah. Yeah, man. Genshin Impact as well. It's another game of the service one that brings in bundles of money. <laughs> I've never really got into the lot. Have you played Genshin Impact? No. I know a lot of people play it. And uh, it's like a, it was, it's like a gacha game or something like that. What? I think it's basically Breath of the Wild with waifus. Oh, I can tell. Okay. But yeah, so you, gacha you collect, waifus. You collect, you collect waifus. I think so. Is that it? That, I've, never, no. I've never looked into it, but I think it's like an open world sort of action RPG, I think. But you collect gacha waifus. What about husbandos? Is there any, like, you can catch any of those, or is it just pure waifus? Don't know. You'd have to go and play it and find out, Paul. I don't want to play You can report uh, back to us on the next podcast. I don't, is it on PlayStation 4? Because I don't own a PS5. <laughs> it's on PC as well. So. Oh, is it? I can play on it. I might just like play that and make a little video of it. I mean, why not, man? Everyone else is. You know, catch, those, ca- catch those trends, man. Catch them waifus. Catch those waifus, man. Look, look, like, I, I do like a good waifu, mate. No, don't, don't get me wrong. But <laughs> well, I mean, we, weren't we just saying we're going to an anime con tomorrow? So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting here with anime figures behind me. Yeah, yeah, you got them. I've got some up there. I've got one in a maid. I've got Ray in a maid costume there. So, yeah. Outrageous, Paul. A- absolutely outrageous. Uh, so yeah like that what else can we talk like what else can we say about like, is this gonna like is it gonna create an arms race like where like xbox and like PlayStation, the acquisition wars yeah the acquisition wars is that have. is that's what's gonna happen master yoda is that what's gonna <laughs> like because and I, I don't like the idea like of um xbox and playstation that's like, just gobbling gobbling things i mean what's going to be left for I, I do like the idea that some people can stay independent like people like were saying that they should buy take like sony should buy take two or ea i was like <laughs> good luck with that <laughs> no way that's going to happen um those i don't think they could afford someone like capcom or square enix would be around the 10 billion mark and they could afford i think but mm. not ea or those would be in the tens of billions. EA makes so much money from from the from their licensed sports games. They probably can buy Sony. To be fair, they're like, you don't buy us out, we buy you out. We how about we buy you and we'll get into this console. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I think I think Sony are several times larger than EA, but yeah, I don't think either will be buying the other. I don't know, man. Like you make a lot of money from Madden and FIFA. It's a, a hell of a lot of money they own some of the uh, biggest uh, brands in in gaming so uh, well they license them if mm. they if they lost those licenses then what are you left with like they've lost the exclusive star wars license they can still make star wars games as we know they are but they they lost the exclusive license they could lose fifa and madden and could, nhl or whatever else they've got could do yeah i mean they they've had them for years they've had yeah. fifa for nearly 30 years at this point but it could happen yeah, I mean it, it could it, it could happen. I mean, but what's the uh, what's the rival? The like um, Evo is just shit his pants. 
Pro Evo. It's, it got rebranded and it's just like a, a free to play game. It's football now, isn't it's it? It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> well, of course, it's terrible. It's a game made by Konami and they don't make games. They make they make um they make pachinko machines now. Don't they, they make NFTs as well. Oh fuck me! They make Castlevania NFTs now. Mm. That's how. That's where they've fallen to. Yeah. Um. Oh god. Do we have? I. I see a lot of people start doing NFTs and um. A lot Scam of, artists and grifters. A lot of people I, I sort of um online I, I kind of res, like respect. I, I I I'm a lot of people just don't know what NFTs are, but they want a piece of it. You know what I mean? Like you don't own anything, man. You own a number in a blockchain, all right, in I'm, a database. I'm not a number. I'm yeah. a free man. Yeah. So, um, but uh, yeah, but yeah. Acquisition sprees. Are, is it? Is it going to get worse? I mean, probably not. I don't. A think... lot of stuff has happened. Like Microsoft yeah. pre E3 2018 had five studios, and one of those was their global publishing team that just worked with third parties. And now they have what, 32, I think. It's absurd. They, they've bought seven um, studios in a couple of years. They created two more. Then they bought a publisher. Then they bought another publisher. Um, Tencent have been investing all over the place, not really buy, not outright buying studios for the most part, but buying chunks of them. Like They own 40% of Epic, which is pretty significant. Um, Embracer they own something like 60 studios now they're just constantly buying stuff i think the biggest one they have now is um oh god what's the people that make borderlands uh, gearbox gearbox yeah yeah i think that's their biggest one but they they own dozens of studios they've been buying up like tons of smaller and middle-sized studios um sony have bought something like seven in the last couple of years bought insomniac they bought bungie and they bought five smaller sort of startup studios last year so yeah everyone is buying at the moment so i can understand the worry but it's gonna have to stop at some point otherwise you should end up with like two two companies owning everything and i don't think governments around the world will allow that to be honest uh yeah i mean and there's just nintendo just doing their own thing right just like oh, <laughs> okay uh we, it's we, the last we, studio they bought, Next Level Games, I think, mm. a couple of years ago, maybe. Mm. Yeah, they don't tend to really acquire at all. Well, they 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 find they found that they've got their niche, haven't they? Really, so they don't really need to. I mean, they can churn out bloody Pokemon and Animal Crossing <laughs> games and Mario games, which are pretty similar. No one ever says it like they're always the same. A, po- a Pokemon, they got. The, I know there's a new one got released recently, and um, a lot of people have been streaming playing that uh and i just look at i've been watching it i'm like oh, it's just the same thing again just go around catching pokemon and challenging gym leaders <laughs> I'm just like, from oh. from a technical standpoint as well it looks embarrassing it looks like shite yeah it doesn't look no, really i know good. that's not the important thing with games but it looks terrible uh yeah it's it doesn't look great um but people are having fun and that's the main thing man like, that, is the, that is the main thing that's the main thing. I mean, if you want to have fun, like just playing the same game all the time. I mean, like like people. I saw. It's never really brought up, is it, with Nintendo? Like they all. I keep going off um, off topic here, but they always you got a real bee in your bonnet about Nintendo today. I do like. I mean, 
I like Nintendo. I'm not. I'm not going to profess that I love them. Like some people go, I love Nintendo. I love them so much. They're the much. Disney of video yeah, games, like, Paul. Oh man, just give me a break. Come on, man. <laughs> they're not. They kind of. Sh- they do have such shitty business practices and stuff like that. But it's because they make like Mario and Animal Crossing. I always find it weird. Like I own Animal Crossing. I haven't played it yet, and I think it's kind of like had its time because it's it was a pandemic sort of game when everyone was just shutting in, playing very much like yeah. Among Us. Yeah. So yeah, that's died off as well. But I, it's like when it, I, I, I'm gonna sound like a like an old man, but when I see like like people are like our age play it. I'm just like, oh, come on, man! <laughs> you're playing Animal Crossing, and you're like in your thirties. Come on, <laughs> come on, dude! What? Hey, don't hate, man. I know it's just, it's just a bit. I, I, I just a bit. It's just like I, I like 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 some like like like, like cutesy games and stuff. I still like Pokemon, but um, I was like, I'm a bit like too old for that kind of crap now, man. It's just like. I think once once you reach a, I don't know, I'm gonna, I shouldn't really say that, but um, when you reach a certain age, maybe you should stop playing like Mar- uh, uh, Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, okay, so here's the thing: the, I, I, last, the last Pokemon I played was Pokemon Red. Yeah, which I, was the first one that ever came out. I, I so played I, Blue. I don't care about the series. Yeah, I played. I played Blue and Yellow. If you're approaching forty and you're still enjoying Pokemon, crack on. Yeah, uh, yeah, like power, all power too. But I, me, I'm just like, uh, I'm like, oh, it's such. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I'm digging myself a hole here. But um, oh yeah, especially yeah. with that that maid waifu uh, figurine you were talking about earlier on your show. I got that from Japan. That's gonna stay. That's my pride of joy there. Yeah. <laughs> I got that like when I first went to Japan. So I got it from a crane game as well. So I was really pleased that I managed to get it. Mm. So if we were to suggest that acquisitions are going to continue which maybe they will uh, with inflation rising and it just being more prudent to spend cash than keep it at the moment for these large companies who do you think is getting bought up next paul um i don't think xbox has said they're not done with purchasing i think they're done buying publishers but studios I hope so yeah studios i think they they, they they probably i think they're going to look to buy something in japan to expand their japan portfolio i mean like Plat- platinum games have talked about revive has it platinum yeah. the, the scale bound that they want to revive that and they're talking they're get, trying to get in contact with phil and i i don't i think that's a good idea they should re- now they should revisit it and try and revive that ip now that's sort of like technology sort of catched up to their vision so and now they, that they have Xbox actually have budget to spend. Mm. They, you know, yeah, they don't like, have to worry about cancelling it. Yeah, like Xbox were being really like tight last gen, weren't they? They were like cutting back a lot. A lot of people thought they were going to sell up, but you know, with Phil coming in and sort of steering, steadying the ship and steering it in the right direction, they're, they're willing to like spend uh, uh, obviously billions on on on, on uh, publishers. But yeah, I think they 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 should probably look at. I think they are going to like look at um, buying studios for that sort of, for the Japanese market, and developing games there, which I'm all down for. Man, like I don't know who they could buy. Uh, I could throw like you know, you could throw like um, I, I don't know if they'll buy Platinum. It could happen. That would be really like that would really shock some people. But I don't 
think that what if they do then i don't know, like plastic platinum they make game they 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 bleh, they make games for nintendo and they make games for everyone don't they but yeah. maybe 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 i don't know it's like um but i i do think that i think they they sort of gotten the everything from the west i think they're going to look to to japan and like korea and those sort of markets to, to buy studios that from that sort of area and even maybe china i don't know because china are like a, a sort of growth fle- market yeah they're, they're flexing their muscles now and looking to delve into the uh to the games industry but um yeah i I, de- I definitely see them buying develop studios in japan and that region east asia like, what yeah do, I, like, I agree i think yeah. i mean they've basically said that's what they want to do phyllis said yeah. oh, it'd be good to have studios in japan yeah. they have one at the moment with tango which they got through buying bethesda but i think they're going to want more than one um i think they'll probably go for smaller studios and then try and staff them up so like um experience inc i think they're called which is um Yukio Futatsugi, who created the Panzer Dragoon series on the Saturn. And then he was actually at Microsoft Japan at one point. Um, he's the guy that made Phantom Dust, mm. the OG Xbox Japanese exclusive. Um, also made Crimson Dragon for Xbox at the launch of the Xbox One, which was very low budget, unfortunately. But I could see them partnering with him and staffing the studio up to be something bigger. Um maybe work with Sakaguchi again now that um, Mistwalker's getting back on its feet, maybe buy Mistwalker and staff them up a bit. But yeah, I think, I think they'll be looking at like studios in East Asia, but smaller ones they can build up. But I also think they'll probably be waiting until the Activision acquisition closes because they're talking a lot about regulation at the moment and um, governments around the world looking more closely at, acquisitions by big tech firms so i think they're not going to want to rock the boat until that is closed so i think they're i think they're done for at least the next year personally um sony i don't think sony are going to buy anyone anytime soon to be honest after spending nearly four billion on bungie and also as i say they bought five smaller studios last year um i think they're going to be done for the time being there i think they'll probably be up at like 20 20 first party studios now, which is quite a large expansion for them. Um, so I don't think they're going to be buying anyone. Embracer are probably just going to continue buying anyone they can because that's what they've been doing for years. Uh, any any sort of mid-sized studio probably in Europe, they're probably in the sights of Embracer. Nintendo, as we said, they don't really acquire people, but I could see them acquiring Mercury Steam because they've worked with them a couple of times in the last few years to good effect. So they made um, Metroid Samus Returns on the 3DS, and then they gave them Metroid Dread on the Switch, which came out last year, which was a massive success. So I could see them looking to acquire Mercury Steam. They're kind of a smaller studio as well. I think they're about 150, 200 people. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's one I kind of expect to happen in the next year or two. Other than that, who the hell knows? Who the hell saw Bethesda coming? And then after that, who the hell saw Activision coming? Mm. And then after that, who the hell saw Sony spending nearly $4 billion on Bungie? All this stuff just came out of nowhere. So it's not really something you can predict, I think. Yeah. But yeah, I think Mercury Steam to Nintendo in the next couple of years. 
my prediction. Um, does Google a Stadia still a thing? Is that, is that, is that they not <laughs> really? They actually no. closed all their first party studios, didn't they? I think they had two or three, and they closed them down. Oh. And now apparently there was a there was a rumor uh, last week, I think, saying that they were trying to transition it to like a business to business model, so like limit, license out the streaming tech rather than actually operate it themselves. So I think Stadia is done. Don't think that's coming back. Yeah. Amazon, maybe, maybe Amazon will pick someone up. They've been trying to make games for the last few years. I think they they want like the live service, a like new world. Their, mm. their MMO they put out recently. Yeah, that's what they're looking at mostly. Uh, but yeah, making games is expensive. I think like it's sort of set in stone now. The uh, the players in the gaming industry who make consoles anyway, and and then I think that's that's about it. It's a bit hard to crack it now. Xbox was quite lucky when they did. Sort of came around and put their toe in it, and um, they got they got a winner with Halo. Um, so I think now, like, there's a couple of like firms have tried to get into gaming, and it sort of failed. Who was the p- company? What was that little gaming box? Was it you? Are Ooh, Ooh, yeah. You are. yeah, that what happened there? Like they just sort of died. Oh, you bugger! Oh, you bugger! Yeah. I mean, that was basically an Android phone in a box without mm. a screen so that literally all that could run was like phone games so I, I remember people getting really excited about it when it was announced and i just remember thinking why are you excited about this mm. it's just going to run like android games like who mm. cares play those on your phone yeah and then obviously it died a very quick death yeah to, to the surprise of surely no one yeah yeah but yeah you don't you don't really get many entrants in like platform holder positions the last one do try obviously being google and they've already kind of wound it down yeah um i know some people like especially last generation were hoping that xbox died and, <laughs> and it just sort of went away and um have playstation as the dominant one and only force out there. that's out there yeah. right, i'm obviously. sure people that only play on playstation would love that oh yeah until they start charging a hundred dollars for games yeah absolutely but um yeah man Anything else you want to? We got. We got to add to that. Uh, I'm going to cover it. I think just yeah. sort of, kind of surprise in the sense that Bungie got bought by PlayStation. It's kind of it is kind of weird on one level because obviously they were owned by Microsoft at one point. Now they're owned by PlayStation. Um, but yeah, from an emotional level, I was just like, oh, okay, yeah, kind of makes sense given Sony yeah. want to get into service game stuff, and I yeah. don't really care. Some people were, uh, it was quite funny on the internet going, oh, now Halo is going to come out on PlayStation. I was like, are they being ingenu- uh, genuine or, or are they just being stupid? I actually thought some people <laughs> thought they were going to, like, yeah, we could get Halo on PlayStation. I was like, kind of uh, reminds me, there's a story of when uh, Microsoft bought Rare and someone higher up at Microsoft like not in the, I can't remember who it was. It was like an executive in like the the parent, like Microsoft as a whole, not someone that was in Xbox. It was yeah. like, oh, does that mean we get Donkey Kong on Xbox? <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo owns Donkey Kong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good luck, man. Who knows, man? Like there was rumors that um, like Game Pass could come to like Nintendo because um, it is just a service thing. Like you can have the app on there. I was like, well, really? If it was X Cloud, yeah, yeah, that makes sense, but not native games. Mm. 
but I like that would that would be that would be crazy. And but please, uh, could we have like more games that come out on Xbox that are from Japan, please? <laughs> can we have well, that? they're starting to trickle through. Getting trickle. Chrono Cross. Yeah, I love like a need good... to stop Sony money hatting the big stuff. I love. I do like a good niche Japanese game, and it's also we're getting Stranger not... of Paradise next next month, Paul. An oh, amazing looking Final Fantasy spin off. Oh my god, <laughs> the one that everyone memed to hell. Okay. Yeah, that one. That one. God, I can't wait for that. Right. <laughs> Let's see Final what Fan- Final <laughs> Fantasy Origin memes of Paradise. Uh, oh my god. Uh, but yeah. Uh, I think that's gonna gonna wrap it for this episode of the shortish uh, one, wasn't it? Podcast. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's not a ton we can talk about. That we wanted to talk about the Bungie acquisition, obviously, and sort of the broader kind of area of acquisitions in the gaming industry. But there's not a ton to talk about until something happens, really. But yeah, um, yeah. makes yeah. sense for Sony. I think good pickup for them, even if it's a lot of money. It helps them accelerate their games as a service um, initiatives, and it will end up paying off in the in the long run. I think. Cool, but yeah, I think we're going to leave it there, Mister Ross, aren't we? We are indeed. We're going to go and get prepared for LAGC tomorrow by, I don't know, getting like a good night's sleep or something. <laughs> <laughs> a cup of tea and a biscuit and a good <laughs> night's sleep. Cup of tea and a night. Put you put your nightcap on. Oh yeah, put your feet up. Yeah. We're, Get your we're slippers up. on. We're fucking old men now, man. <laughs> we can't. We can't go out partying and go out the next day. <laughs> this is nothing going to happen. But anyway, that is going to do it for this episode. Thank you all for listening and watching. If you're on YouTube, check us out on our social media channels on uh, Twitter and Instagram, and the other ones I forget off the top of my head, like Tumblr. Beautiful, and, uh, beautiful. You know. It's- there's the links. There'll be links to 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 our in the description sites. below. And yeah, so we will see you again in a couple of weeks. Check out our other videos on YouTube. I've started a sort of abridged let's play of Lone Echo on Oculus Rift. Mm. Uh, Paul's doing his streaming stuff with Dragon Age Two, so check him out on nice. Twitch.tv/slash A Game with Chums. Mm-hmm. And we will see you next time. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Doom. Yeah.